TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hey, 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 it's that time again here live coming to you from the Sears Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee. It's been an extremely long day for me, but I am here back in M-Town. And we have a subject for you tonight that you do not want to miss. So I want you, the OEM Network listeners, as well as my live listeners, to get on the phone and call and let people know that Talk Time with Ramalis Jones is on the air. For my Facebook listeners, please push that share button and let these people know that there is an issue that's going on in Tennessee. So we're getting ready to go on and share this information with you. Make sure you push the share button and join in for this conversation on tonight. All right. All right. All right. We are here in Memphis, Tennessee, and I am so grateful um, that I made a safe trip back. Literally, I've been driving all morning, and it's not a hard drive from uh, Memphis um, to Atlanta, Atlanta to Memphis. But I am here tonight after that drive. But I'm excited that the Carltons have decided to come to Talk Time with Ramalis Jones, where we deal with real people, real conversations, and real issues and to share their story about what happened to them right here in the state of Tennessee. But before we get going, we're going to give you all time to push that share button, and we're going to talk about what's in our cups, what's in our cups. And on the show, before we get started, we always have a what's in our cup moment. A lot of times Mm -hmm. people see you drinking something, but they don't know what's in your cup unless you tell them what's in your cup. Mm -hmm. So... I already just said that my drive was one of the things that was in my cup and I'm a little tired, but I do want to send another shout out to the Windy City to Chicago, a good friend of mine. She underwent surgery today and I'm sending a shout out to Jay Watts. She's um, a familiar person here on Facebook and have joined into the talk time show um, um, previously. And we want to send prayers her way all the way to the Windy City. And we're just telling her to take up a bed and walk and and be in total health total and complete health and all is well with her. So that's what's in my cup. Um, so Mrs. Carlton, I'm going to be a little formal with you to get that. You spelled it out <laughs> for me. Just tell people your name again. Tiara Carlton. Tiara. Uh-huh. So do you have anything that's in your cup that you? Um, just inspiration. I've, it's been a busy day today, but I just use prayer to help me through it and try and Bless my music in the house to stay busy and keep going until I finish everything I need to finish and just inspiration. We're great. In my cup. Well, that's your your your, your handsome husband Hello. next to you, Terrell, pastor, minister, <laughs> bishop, all those the whole nine yards that the religious community would give you the titles of. But Terrell tonight, yes. what's in your cup? Well, I'm just gratefulness, really. I'm just glad to be alive. 2018 has been truly a, a year of testing and trial, and I just thank God for the spirit to overcome. Well, the spirit to overcome, that's a good thing to be in your cup. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you're going through, I love that. Um, the spirit to overcome, whoever is going through anything, and just um, know that the spirit to overcome, you have the spirit to overcome. We want to thank all those that are joining in with us from Facebook. Um, I see my cousin, um, Amy's on. I see Dewile is on. I see even Pastor Daryl Pettis is on. We, it's one of our former guests that's um, been with us. And Danielle, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we have several others. So you all push that share button. Sharice, all the way from Jersey. Magdalene, all the way from Atlanta. So y'all push that share button. We're going to jump right into a conversation. This is Black History Month. Um, and this is a month that's been dedicated to um, the history of 
African-Americans, um, and it's been known as Black History Month. And um, this story tonight that we're going to share should enlighten individuals as it relates to why it is important that we keep the history alive. Some people um, say that you need to move on from situations, circumstances and situations that happened in the past. And they are not aware that these situations are currently happening in our present. And this couple here is here tonight because of a situation that happened with them just in April of 2018. Mm -hmm. So tonight's topic is, is America great again? So this was 2018 when it happened. And we know that the current president was still in office and his tag was to make America great again. But I am under the assumption that um, America is, well, the question is, have it ever been great or whatever? It is our country and we love our country. But I'm going to jump right into the Carlton's and and um, um, Terrell, just give us a little insight on who you are and who the Carlton's are. Well, I, my name is Terrell Carlton. I'm originally uh, from Oklahoma City, uh, the great city of tornadoes and hailstorms. And um, I um, was blessed to attend college at uh, University of Arkansas, which is kind of a family tradition. Uh, my dad and all of my aunts and uncles went there. They're actually from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And um, then I went on to to go to Arkansas Baptist College. Um, After finishing there, uh, the Lord blessed me to go to Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And um, I took on some um, higher education there in in business and receiving uh, uh, some some more education, a master's in business. And uh, then I met my lovely wife in church. She was singing praise and worship at the at the um, great greater community temple church of God in Christ, where the former pastor and presiding bishop of the church of God in Christ was Chandler David Owens. Okay, and um, the rest is history. I saw it and I went and got it, and now it belongs to me. So, how long have you all been married? Uh, this February will be nine years. Okay. So you are originally from the South. Yes, sir. So you are um, kind of familiar with the practices of the South. I wouldn't say the practices, but I would just put it just blunt like this, the racism of the South. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, As a young kid, um, did you ever experience anything? I know that you're a very fair-skinned young man. Yes, sir. But did you ever experience any racism? Well, I indirectly, I didn't know what it was. Um, my father grew up in the 40s. Okay. Um, and he just recently passed last August. Um, but he would always make sure it was a part of our curriculum in the house to know our black history and what uh, him and his siblings went through um, in the time of Pine Bluff, Arkansas during those 40s, 50s, and 60s. And Sometimes as a kid, um, you're not as apprehensive to to consider uh, feelings that you have not yet experienced. Okay. And so I would kind of get frustrated because he moved us um, into a all-white community. Um, we were the uh, second to build a house in this particular neighborhood in the 90s, and I was the we were the only black family in the neighborhood. And even during my uh, um, um, elementary to high school, I can probably say mm, less than 5% were African-Americans that I went to school with. Mm -hmm. And his um, um, way of trying to raise us was out of, I believe, uh, in spite of the things that he had dealt with, uh, he was a um, a white collar worker, so uh, he always experienced racism on another level indirectly. Uh, but he would always say to us that we would always have to be twice the best um, in order to be considered second best. I've heard that before. <laughs> and so he, you know, he he always pounded in our head. But uh, to cut through the chase, sometimes I would find myself frustrated because he would sit down and tell us how. 
he uh, was chased by uh, a group of uh, whites uh, run down in uh, cars and trucks uh, walking from school or walking from work and how he used to pick cotton and all that kind of stuff and spend all day out in the field. And I would get frustrated trying to understand what he was talking about. I couldn't comprehend it because we were sheltered. We didn't understand racism on that level. And so I prayed a prayer one time. I was so aggravated. I said, Lord, would you please help me to understand or comprehend um, all of these these talks that he's telling me about? And I'll tell anybody, like I've heard um, a hundred other people say, be careful what you ask God for, because then you'll find yourself in that situation. So with that being said, um, when did you have your first encounter with racism? Well, um, I've had, like I've said, plenty indirect um, encounters from, I want to say, the time I graduated from high school till the time I got out on my own. Um, When you when you have to go for stuff yourself and you're you're becoming independent and that adult that we're supposed to become after we leave those adolescent stages, you uh, kind of find yourself, you know, dealing with certain things. Uh, I remember uh, going to a grocery store and uh, I didn't think anything of it until my one of my cousins said something to me. Uh, I was getting out of the car and there was an older white lady. She was just she was getting ready to get out and go into the store. But she waited until we got out of our car and she locked her door until we got out. And um, I had seen that a few times. And uh, it, it one particular time it got my uh, attention and I walked to the front of the store and I waited to see what uh, the individual would do. And they unlocked their door and, and got out. So these are things that happened to you as a young kid. So we yes, want to jump right into um, what made national news. Yes, sir. What hit, um, I saw the clip um, that was um, the Channel 7 news there in um, that part of Tennessee. And it actually hit other shows. Yes, sir. Well, some of the other shows. Well, it, it actually uh, got a got a hit on CNN and Good Morning America. Good Morning America. So tonight's topic is, Is America Great Again? And we have a family here tonight that had an episode of racism to happen to them in April of 2018. So could you tell us what happened um, to you, Terrell, you you and your family? Okay, well, I was actually here in the great city of Memphis um, working, um, and I get a call around maybe seven or eight o'clock that evening from my wife and she's in distress and she's saying, you need to hurry up and get home. They're having a rally in front of our house. I really didn't understand what she meant by that. Um, But then something clicked because there have been other uh, scenes since we've been there. We were there almost two years and we, and we received all kinds of messages um, pertaining to, the call that I was trying to interpret it at that time. So um, I jumped in my car. Uh, I had a, a coworker with me and uh, we got there as soon as we could. And I'm on the phone with her. And um, really it, it, it would be beneficial for her to really talk about that segment uh, because she was actually there physically when this uh, initial um, terroristic uh, act took place. And so, um, this well, let's back, back, back up. So okay. this was in Friendship, Tennessee. Friendship, Tennessee. How long had you all been in, in Friendship, Tennessee? Uh, going on two years. Going on two years. So, and this was, uh, uh, what type of home was this? Well, this was uh, one of the largest homes um, in the whole county, which is Crockett County. Okay. And um, uh, it's not much history that you can find, but we were told by um, um, older people that had either lived around there, older black people that had lived around there or had family that lived around there, that uh, it was a home that was uh, formerly built in uh, the 1800s um, and uh, built by the hands of some slaves. Okay. 
Um, I've heard a couple of stories. Uh, one was maybe it burned down and it was rebuilt, uh, but it used to be a um, um, a retirement home, mm-hmm. and then at one time it used to be a hotel. Okay. So we kind of converted it into a home. Okay. Um, so it was a uh, fifteen bedroom, eight bathroom uh, home, uh, three levels, with an elevator. With an elevator, so, so technically you are wasn't supposed to be living. No, in that home. not not at all. If you know the city of Friendship, uh, I believe last year they accounted for a little less than eight hundred people, mm-hmm. and um, um, I believe the average salary in that uh, area is fourteen thousand dollars. So we're dealing with uh, poverty amongst ninety um, percent of the town being a white community. Okay. Um, that house actually uh, sits, um, it takes up maybe two blocks of the downtown area. And in order to come through the city of Friendship, you have to pass by our house. Mm-hmm. So um, at one time we were we had been given the uh, nickname the Obamas, but okay. it wasn't a, a welcoming or, you know, uh, uh, inviting type citation uh, uh, when we're. You know. So you all moved to that home and you start experiencing some things. So, Jerry, could you tell us a, a little bit about um, where he was leading us into? Well, basically, um, when he would be at work, Kai and I would be out in the yard. On different- and Kai is your young son. Yeah, Kai is my son. Um, on different occasions, people would drive by, you know, and stare. And I'm a Southern Belle. So, you know, I'm, I wave. I greet people when I come into contact with them. And um, many of them, we've been flipped off several times. Um, Some would just stare us down and not speak back. So, you know, I just began to start having talks with him since we were encountering that on a, you know. Regular basis. On a regular basis. It's not something he was used to. So that really prompted me and put a bigger urgency on getting him Mm -hmm. prepared to deal with that firsthand. Um, We... People would drive by and shout out different things. Like he said, they would say we were the Obamas, but it wasn't meant in a welcoming in term. A, in a positive way. Yes. Um, people um, had, they would leave trash on our front step, in front of our front door. On many occasions, we would come out of our house and someone would be, they would have dumped a lot of trash in front of our front door. Um, there were um, other times when people would congregate like, in front of our driveway where he wouldn't be able to get in. Like if he came home and I called him and I'm like, you know, there's people blocking our off our entire, you know, driveway. And so we would kind of stay in because I'm a woman with a child. It's not the moment to try and say, go make get out point. of my yard. Or yeah, yeah. And all of that, because, you know, priority wise, he's my concern. My son is my concern. Now you tell me again, the name of this city is what? Friendship, ironically. <laughs> Friendship, Tennessee. So they wasn't too friendly, huh? They weren't not friendly. A, not only just little racist, but they wasn't too friendly. They were not friendly at all. Um, there was threats left. Um, and then he was approached by a guy with a knife that was drunk. And everybody told us, well, that's just what he does. Everybody knows when we called the police, they knew him by name already. And... They said that this was the norm. He does that when he gets drunk, and he was just um, hollering out different slurs at him, threatening him, and everything. We had to. When call. you say different slurs, were there what type of slurs? Racial slurs. I don't. Can we? Say yes, that? this is oh. <laughs> real people, real conversations, real issues. The N word, you know. The nigger word. Yeah, he was hollering out nigger. Yes. Okay. Um, saying what he would do to him, and you know, just making different comments like we shouldn't be in this house anyway. And so when the police got there, they did. uh, He had already left and they went and found him and they put him in jail. But the particular night, the the particular night um, that I called him, people had started riding. The rally. This is the rally. Yes. Um, First, there was like a silver truck that drove in front of the house and they were like leaning out, flipping us off. And um, after that. In that town, I noticed a lot that people drove around on their golf carts. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone didn't treat us in a horrible way, but most did. Um, they rode by in their golf carts, screaming out different things like, you don't deserve to be here. Um, 
you shouldn't be here. You don't deserve to be here. Friendship is a great place. Get your blankety blank out. You know, just different, just cursing and calling us the N-word. And um, so I called him at that point. Like, So this is what this formulated as a rally? Yes. In front of your house? They First, the people kept circling. Okay. Then there were like three golf carts with people in them in front of the house. And so I didn't want to turn. I had my son in one hand and I had my dog's leash in the other. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to turn and run to the house because, you know, my dad has always taught me don't turn your back to, you know, your yeah, enemy. Yeah, right. And so I didn't know if they had something. I didn't know how fast this was going to escalate. I didn't really know what to do because. So keep in mind, this is our listening audience for our listening audience. We have heard of these things in the 60s. And um, of course, we know about slavery, but. Situations like this where people are rallying around your house. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and of course, we heard here of the Ku Klux Klan and all that that will um, organize these type rallies. Right. That was in the 60s. And sometimes people say, well, y'all just need to move on. Things have changed. This happened just. They haven't changed. This right. happened in less than a year ago. And it's always been hard for me to stomach watching it on film, on TV, watching old clips or reenacted clips. But on, it's your reality. But when it became my reality, it was, I couldn't even, dis, I can barely describe how it made me feel in words just due to the emotional toll that it took on my son, the mental, you know, scarring that it gave him at that point in time. We're just now getting him back to a place to where he's comfortable around large groups of white people for fear of he doesn't know what was when he would go to school he would be scared you know that something was going to happen to me at the house you know so we just had to get out of there quick just so how old is your son he's eight years old just turned eight this december so at this rally i know you all have shown me some pictures and we're going to be posting them up at this rally is were you in the house when they put those racial slurs on your house i wasn't in the house when they um when they put the my brother and all of them came down and they um No, that's my part. See, she was yeah. there during the rally, the initial introduction of let's run them out of town. Okay. Uh, and and let me uh put a footnote that she had called the police multiple times and they did not show up. Hmm. My brother made it from a from another um county Humboldt. I think he was all the way in Humboldt, um, handling some campaign um business and Mm -hmm. he made it before the police even made it i called like four different times before my brother made it and then finally like after another additional hour after my brother made it then the sheriff finally showed up and the police station is two blocks from our house so you're two short blocks okay i mean you can walk there literally in two minutes And I told them people were threatening us in front of our house. I said, they're outside circling our house. This is the same police department that came and arrested the guy um, that yes. was making some statements yes. to you. And, and they took him to jail. Of course. And, but it took them. Because yes. he had, he, they didn't take him to jail because of the racial slurring. They took him to jail because he had a weapon. Mm. Yeah, he had a knife. So Okay. So. We um, we tune in and we listen to a whole lot of things that's negative now. And then this is very important for us as a race of people during this time of Black History Month to wake up and understand that these issues are still happening. Oh, yes. When we are infecting our own community, they're sitting back watching us do this and waiting to the opportune time, such as a city of um, Friendship, Tennessee, where right. the population is 800. Right. And they're still showing you that um, we're here and we don't want you here. Exactly. Exactly. And even the mayor's uh, involvement. Uh, I, and, and to this day, uh, allegedly, I believe that he has something to do with it. Um, when I finally got her to a safety place, I uh, took her way outside of town and they stayed in the hotel that night. Uh, me and an, another friend, we waited uh, in the home uh, that night just to secure um, the other things we had, possessions that we had there so they wouldn't be damaged because we have had break-ins um, in our um, uh, house shed that is not connected to the house. But break-ins during the day, people walking in our 
our our you know in our stuff during the day in broad daylight and uh, acting like there's nothing wrong with it. So the house is not secluded. Uh, I listened to the um, interview that the mayor did give. Yes, so sir. this house is positioned right in the town. Yes, sir. The oh, town right, is secluded. Right downtown. That's okay. what drew us there. The, the town is secluded. It's, but the house is right the in, house a, in is an right, open space where people downtown. can see what's going on. Yes, sir. And when you speak of the mayor, you're saying about his involvement. I know the yes, news um, covered him. Yes, sir. And there are some people I did um, DM them, um, the clip that you showed me. And some people were shocked that he actually said um, he was more concerned with getting um, the graffiti off the wall. Right. Right. than he was of the situation that that's happened exactly. because it was a historical building. Exactly. But he never admitted to what the graffiti said. Mm. They asked him, they said, was, you know, what you removed off of the house, did it have anything to pertain to uh, racial slurs? He said, well, it was a bit racial, but not that much. Well, like I said, we're going to put the pictures up of what <laughs> yes, have you, so you can see that it wasn't a bit he said, "You couldn't even make out what it said." You couldn't. But I'm it. looking at the picture right here, and it and and it's right. a a very direct message, okay, uh, of of hatred. He said, "Not he doesn't even count it as racism." Okay. So this is the type of mindset that we're dealing with. That you can see the N word spelled out. It's not up yet. He's gonna put it up. In you can put the word "kill." Yeah. Okay. And the message is still conveyed as it, it's just some graffiti on the wall. OK, well, you will be seeing this picture for those that are listening in. Um, and there it is right there. It says kill and the N word and it says to get out. So he couldn't make out the word. He could. And it was all the way across. It, it, it started from that's just the front. You have the side view. And then we had get out N word on the back of the house. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so but the thing is, I woke up that morning uh, coming out of my house because uh, the young young man, one of my uh, co-workers that went down there with me after I explained the issue, he wanted me to be safe. So he came with me and um, he got up that morning. He said, man, there are a bunch of cars in front of your house. Mm -hmm. I said, well, look out there and see what's going on. And we were on the top balcony. And um, he said, man, they're stopping taking pictures. So I rushed out uh, to find the mayor on my front porch. And I'm asking him, uh, what's going on? He said, well, I suggest that you get back in your home. The mayor actually told you that. Tells me to get back into my own house. And he's on my porch without any authorization, approval, had knocked on the door, rung the doorbell, nothing. And he's wiping my house down with gasoline. Wow. So my, my thought is, are you really trying to remove it? Or are you trying to set my house on fire? So he 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 did say in his interview that he was um, um, more concerned with getting the um, the graffiti off the house. But he not only was concerned with getting the graffiti off the house, he was getting it off with gasoline, gasoline. gasoline. And 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 when we talked to our legal representatives, they simply told us that nobody was contacted. Mm. Even when the police arrived, I heard the police say, well, did you at least get a picture before you wiped it off? This becomes a federal situation because it's a hate crime. But in his mind, he doesn't consider it to be. But he did not take any pictures. He did not contact the police. He didn't even ask us, were we OK? And this is the mayor. This of is the mayor Friendship. of Friendship, Tennessee. Been the mayor for 36 years. Is he currently the mayor? He is currently the mayor right now. Well, and and watch this. And the police and the uh, fire chief. Okay, so this like um and and he works for the water company in our city, and I got to tell you about that too, because I've never had a water bill that was over a thousand dollars. Wow! So this like Mulberry, where you got the, <laughs> you tried to force us out and it didn't work. Yeah. Now they're showing us, it, you know, it's you gonna get to, out one way or the other. You gonna get out. So he's the mayor, he's the fire chief. chief this like stuff, and on he TV. runs the water company, he, and he runs and you, the water company. Yes, sir. Wow! He turns our water on. Anybody that moves to friendship, the mayor has to come. He only has he's the one that has the key to turn your water on. And this is happening. <laughs> this is that happened in 2018. 2018. Our this water is, bills were over eight hundred dollars. Over eight hundred dollars. Just for water. Just for alone. Water. That's not for electricity. It was for water. Hired alone. people to come out to check if there was a leak. No leak. Wow. 
So multiple times. What I'm trying to gather, and I know a lot of people, you know, may have not um, taken it seriously when we put the post out there. Um, you see this stuff on TV that happened back in the day. Yes. Right. And this is the key thing that I want to drive into people's heads. When you say um, you all just need to, when you're talking to a, 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 a black community, the African-American community, or however you want to uh, mm-hmm. call us now, we need to get over and move on. Well, this is a story that lets you know that these things are still real. You can't move on from something that's still happening. That's still happening. This is still happening to a young couple that's a a younger generation. You all are still part of the millennial group, technically. I almost made it. And you're you're experiencing this. So this is real conversation. This is a reality. For those that's out here watching and listening um, 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 via the podcast, you need to understand this is happening. And you just um, came up with a statistic for the state of Tennessee. It says a very angry city, angry state. Well, according to the T- Tennessean, um, it was ranked to be the most angry and racist state in the nation. In the nation. In the nation. In the nation. And it has the nerve to have one of its cities called Friendship, Friendship. Tennessee. Friendship, Tennessee. Yes, Where exactly is this Friendship, Tennessee? So I can know not to pass well, if that because I'm if from you're on your way, I probably wouldn't um, handle all this stuff no. quite well. You know, right? You know, so it's it's where. How do you get to Friendship, Tennessee? Um, you're gonna. It's Highway 412. If you have you ever been to Jackson, Tennessee? I've been to Jackson. Okay, Tennessee. If you're going to Jackson, and uh, you're going towards Dyersburg, mm-hmm. it's Highway 412. It's in between. It's about maybe 15 miles from uh, Jackson, Tennessee, and about 10 miles from uh, Dyersburg, Tennessee. Wow. So when it happened, Mm -hmm. how long did, I mean, when you got the call that there was a rally going on, how long did you stay there um, before you end up, you all moved out, right? Right. Okay. Well, um, because of the, the message, I've, 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 as I watch America and I've watched some of the issues that uh, African-Americans have dealt with uh, from the police uh, to just, you know, uh, security. Um, if anyone tells you or uh, shows you any indication that they mean you harm physically, it's time to get out of there. I wouldn't test somebody's strength in what they mean anymore because if someone blatantly writes it on your home, I believe that's what they intend for you. So we moved the very next day. Okay. Um, we were in uh, a hotel for a few weeks until I could secure uh, another uh, situation. Okay, let's back up to the beginning of the story. And for those of that's out that's still listening, that's listening to us um um, we're talking about um, a situation that actually happened. This is just months ago. It's not even been a year yet. Right. No, sir. Um, that happened right here in America to a young African American couple. Yes, sir. In a city, um, you have a job, right? You, you, you're working class. Yes, sir. Working class couple. You know, you're taking care, providing for your home. Your wife is a, a homemaker, taking care of your, your son, and you're a model citizen. But this happened to you right here in America. So when anybody bring up the argument, this is this is just not a black or white thing. This is a people's thing. Right. Because we have progressed just a little bit. So everyone is responsible, whatever race that you are, you are responsible to hearing this story and doing something about it. When you see racism stick his head up, it's your job not to join in, but to shed it down. Right. Yes, sir. And this is sad that this happened to you. How old are you, Terrell? I'm 35. How old are you? Terrell? 31. 31. They're in their 30s. And you all have had to go through some things that people that's 70 and 80, people that has been sprayed by dogs, I mean, by water holes and, and bit by dogs in the 60s that we don't want to look at. Like that's you right. said earlier, you used to see this stuff on TV and, and yeah, cringe. Yeah, it's, it's hard to stomach watching it on TV, but to experience it, you know, just the fear of, you know, I was there alone with my son. I didn't know what exactly was about to take place or how fast it could escalate, whether they would be able to get to me in time before someone actually was bold enough to come 
you know, lunge at me or whatever. I didn't know what was going to take place. So it was just, it was very frightening, very damaging um, mentally and emotionally for a while. But, you know, you have to stay strong for. Right. How many cars actually rallied around your house while you was there when you made the call? It's odd. They um, drive around in golf carts Mm -hmm. a lot, but there was a, it started off with a big silver truck. They rolled through, and then another truck rolled through, and then it's like people start circling around in golf carts, hollering out, you know, things. You don't deserve to be here. You shouldn't be here. Friendship is a great place. You need to get out. You inwards need to— Stop right there. They say friendship is a great place. That's what they were saying. Friendship is a great place. But you you need to get out. You you inward. You niggers need to get out. Exactly. Okay. Wow. And and let let me say this, not to uh, go ahead of the show, but this situation has actually affected my work. Um, um, yeah, let's, let's 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 back yeah. up to um, yeah. when we talked earlier, but prior to the show. Yeah, I'm a little tired, so I'm gathering my thoughts. Yes, you said that you felt that it stemmed from a situation that happened at your workplace. Yes, sir. Back in 2017. Okay, tell us about uh, that. After we're dealing with this uh, new elected president. Um, um, I was put placed over a black history program um, uh, for one of our facilities that I work for uh, in the state of Tennessee. And um, I I come in and there's a security checkpoint area that every visitor or employee has to go through. And they give a word of a day. And the word of the day was Trump. So we're at a prison facility that looks as though it belongs to a name that was just elected and put in office. So and they, so when it was addressed, um, it got escalated with some other African-Americans that were offended. Okay. But because I was the one that initially addressed the situation and I addressed it in a situation uh, to make sure we secure uh, the intelligence and, and the welfare of our working community so that it would not get out of hand. But before I could finish addressing the issue, the issue had already escalated into the media within minutes. Well, before it got to the media, um, you sent me a picture of something. They not only um, that was not only the word of the day, you all, all the employees got stamped. We had, and it is a mandatory stamp. A mandatory stamp. Your hand was yes, sir. stamped. Yes, sir. We're going to show that picture in yes, just sir. a minute. Yes, sir. And I, and I uh, uh, tried to convince the warden at that uh, facility to uh, not use that stamp because it, it violated so many constitutional uh, rights of the people. And he so told So that's your hand right there. That's that was, my hand. And, and and the reason why I took a picture of this hand, um, because I needed proof, because his response to me was, if you don't get that stamp, I'm going to lock you up like the rest of the other people that are locked up. This is the type of harassment that I dealt with. And you were an employee there. And I'm an employee. Let's show them that stamper that they had. And it had the seal of the um, the state behind the, the person. Look at that. This is at the correctional facility. With the stamp, they the word for the correctional facility for that day was Trump. And now you have to be branded. You have to be branded. <laughs> That's what I would call it. That's yes, a, a modern day branding. Modern day brand. That you have to walk around with. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, I'm so sorry that you all had to go through yes, all this, this kind of craziness. Wow. And so if you know anything be- about the West Tennessee area, a lot of people are related. Or they've grown up with one another. Mm -hmm. So we really started having these issues and they started escalating with us after this particular incident at work. So after this incident is what you felt led into all of these different events were happening. And and this is this is the system of um, West Tennessee. Okay, if they cannot uh, get you to leave, they'll do things to force you you know, to a board fear tactic. Mm-hmm. And so I I have uh, my wife has had to pray for me every every day because I've been trying to quit my job for the last five years because I have to deal with this stigma and this target. And someone asked me the question, why now? 
are you coming out with this story? Because when we initially did uh, the news report, I wanted to be anonymous. I saw that. And that was for the sake of uh, keeping my family in a secure uh, place, because when you become a target and no one is is fighting for you. And and I have to say this not to throw off on anybody or or to uh, belittle uh, the black community, but I feel as though uh, at 35 years old, all of our black leaders have died. We don't have anyone to turn to that without, you know, trying to uh, uh, gain popularity or some type of economics behind it. I've had many uh, higher up individuals to contact me, but it was for the purpose of trying to get a story instead of trying to protect a family. Right. And so it's kind of hard in this time to stand up against things and and to be uh, the face of of righteousness because no one wants to cover you uh, for the sake of building a standard. They want to cover you for the sake of being popular. And and this is the reason why I've I, we have prayed and we have gotten to a place to where now um, if if we're called to to build a standard, that's just where we are. I'm, I'm currently still at my job. I currently still deal with the stigma. I'm currently still the target. Uh, uh, and I'm currently talked about in and out uh, of when I'm at work and when I'm not. And the thing is, I've just gotten to a point, uh, Mr. Jones, that um, whatever happens, it's just all in God's hands now. But somebody needs to know, uh, you know, I see a lot of young people walking around here and they're just, you know, oblivious to what's going on. I, I, and then when we see all these murderers, right, um, acts that have taken place, right. um, you know, I know that there are things that are going on within our community, right. but there's a whole lot that's going on outside of so, our community yeah. that we're not aware of, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement and right. then this uprise of the killings of black young males. Right. You know, you all could have been a statistic behind right. what you're saying. Exactly. So I thought that we should bring this up during Black History Month. It's yes, a sir. lot of people fault for our rights. Yes, sir. And now we're talking about um, when that's newly a uh, elected a president was in office with the tag "Make America Great Again," and in 2018, you all experienced this in one of the red states. Right. Exactly. That's very mm -hmm. frustrating. Um, it, 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 the truth of the matter, it angers you. Yeah. You know that where was the support? Uh, you had a whole lot of religious dialogue when you came on here. Where right. was the support? Right. I know that you mentioned one of the prominent um, preachers that wanted to come down for political reasons or whatever. Right. Where was the support of the church right. that's in your community right. that you affiliated with? Right. That's the problem I have. Right. And right. I can say that, you know, I, I don't expect, I tell people all the time, if I got on this show and started what I've been trained and what I operate in and still operate mm -hmm. in, I'm setting a different platform. But my problem is all of the rituals that we go through, Right. The speaking in the tongues and the laying on the hands. Right. You are a young man. You are a young couple. What was that support? Did you right. get that support? Well, not only the churches, but these national organizations. Uh, the NAACP was called. Mm -hmm. No response. We'll get back with you. After all this happened. In the state of Tennessee and national. And you had the media, this, the clip that I saw, and some of you all, I um, DM'd you, and I know we don't have that many people on here, but the OAM listeners, if you would, please, all those that are going to get this through the podcast that's going, when you hear it, please look this up and share it, because it could be you next. Right. It could be you. It could be you it next, be and it could be you. It could be happening to you right. unnoticed, right. right, in your community. But don't, don't wait till it happens. Right. You let's, know. let's 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 get something uh, together without, you know, uh, being ignorant about it. Right. We sound the alarm. We, we go on these um, podcasts and Facebook live pages off mm -hmm. of a lot of foolishness. Right. A lot of foolishness. And I go back to the church. I started somewhere. I call church talk. I do a church talk segment on here. But you are a minister in the church. 
Now, if I had you on here on this show to give somebody a word or or we're going to start a prayer meeting, it'll be numbers everywhere. <laughs> be numbers everywhere. And you sitting here are part of a large organization. Right. And I know some of the people that you're affiliated with and they know me and they know I don't care about nobody's feelings when it comes down to what's right. Mm-hmm. You all are young. I'm not going to say I'm old enough to be your dad. <laughs> I probably look like it, but I, I guess it was, I'm old enough to be your big uncle. Mm-hmm. But some of the people that you all are connected with mm-hmm. have sat back and watched you, and we're going to pray about it. Uh, okay, let me pause and calm down. And, you know, yeah. uh, fresh yeah. is already up from driving and everything. But this is yeah. and you, such a humble spirit. Mm-hmm. But my question is, where was the people that you looked up to, did any of them come down to help you move? Well, let, let me let me say this. Say uh, it, let please. Me, say let it. me get a, say let it. me get a little unhumble now. Okay. Um, well, I wish you would have been unhumble. <laughs> you know, we got about ten more minutes in this okay. show. Get hurry this, up and get this, unhumble. This is the thing. This is real conversation. I heard comments uh-huh. from you know various church members. And my cousin and, on here, Rodney, we would have rolled down up from Chicago. They would have rolled. <laughs> let me stop. Well, right. I'm, preaching, I'm preaching. I'm preaching Sunday <laughs> okay. in Ripley, Tennessee. And Praise I, the Lord! And I'm preaching a message entitled "We Fight on Our Knees." Hallelujah! So we're gonna lead them folks in Chicago. <laughs> we gonna lead those folks in Chicago. But the thing is, blacks are so jealous. But keep in mind that there was times when God sent His warriors out. <laughs> we're gonna. That's, that's what, another show. That's, that's another show. But church folk get all confused and want that's to sit right. up and pray about something when right. he done already given you the assignment to do something yes, about it. I'm going to leave right. that right there. Yes, now, go on, finish your comment because <laughs> well, I think my I, pressure. We, we, we experienced a lot of blacks uh, in and out of church mm-hmm. around the community that were so jealous of the fact of what, you know, they think someone has that I heard comments like, well, y'all shouldn't have been in there either. You know, stuff like that. And so when we're jealous of one another and we're, we're, we're at odds at one another because one lives on one side of town and the other one doesn't, then, you know, it, it builds a division that we can't come together for a common purpose to fight, you know, uh, a structured type goal. We, we're just mad at each other for the for the fact that I didn't get a chance. So I'm glad it happened. You'd be surprised. It was more, I believe it was more African-Americans that were glad that we were run out than it were whites because I had some whites on, uh, come to me in person, in friendship, and apologize mm-hmm. for their race treating us like that. So uh, I, 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 won't, don't, I don't want don't this to be, We don't put everybody in the category. My, you know, my producer um, of this show, is he's deep from the South, yes, and, and, and he is a good guy. We don't. There, there are races, blacks. There's races, mm-hmm. um, all ethnic groups. You find yes, race, and racism is not acceptable at all yes, in sir. whatever ethnic group. That's but right. the type of racism that you all experienced, right. I found that it was befitting to talk about it during this Black History Month yes, because sir. of the fact that it was many um, African Americans that had to undergo those racial slurs and um, have to leave their homes. Right. You know, uh, you're talking about the mayor. I, I saw the picture. You didn't send that picture. We would have showed him that pi- showed that picture where he's on your porch. Literally. Right. right. I've seen that picture. Right. And he's wiping down the house with gasoline. gasoline. And he's on the news. Right. Saying he was more concerned with getting um, the, the, the graffiti off of this right. historical right. building right. than what was happening. He dumps his trash on our front lawn and leaves it there. The mayor dumped his trash. So, so if he was really trying to beautify the house, he would have picked his trash up. I'm talking about days of and trash. I need all of you all to go back and and, and, and look this up. Friendship, Tennessee. Um, if you just look up the racial situation that happened April the 18th and you will hear this mayor saying, oh, this is just blow over. It was nothing but something just a little. He just belittled right. the whole situation. Right. And you all had a big rally in front of your house with cars yes, and sir. people saying, get out yes, of sir. here. And yes, then sir. we just showed the writing on your home. Yes, Yes, sir. And then you said the mayor told you he advised you to go back in your house. Go back in my house. That's some stuff you done seen on TV. Yeah, I'm telling you. This happened. Y'all, you not you can't be making up because you said to show me the pictures. Right. This happened to you all. Yes, sir. Wow. So where are you now in your mind? Where are you? <laughs> well, yeah. we, we, we are moving on. But yet when we get the opportunity to share 
our story now um, uh, because we're we're dwelling in the spirit of overcoming. Mm-hmm. And so I don't believe anything uh, happens and it does not leave us with a formula on where God is taking us to based on where we've been. So it's it's more so a testimony, uh, a reality check. So that you survived, and that that's good. We, we, number one, I'm just glad to be alive uh, because there, there were many uh, news uh, stories that we saw in right. 2018 right, where right. people were just pulled right. over and right. they didn't make it back home. Right. And so we're, I'm just happy and grateful that we are alive. But it's sad. And that you use wisdom. It is. In situations, that's where, where, where we're right there. Happy yes, to be sir. alive. You have to use wisdom, wisdom. in these situations. Yes, and let's go back to the spirit. When you're dealing with demonic forces or whatever, you don't try to be the superhero, the super exactly. Jesus, right. and try to take on more um, forces that you can handle. That's right. You make sure you get some other prayer warriors with you. So I commend you on using wisdom yes, in this situation and even you using wisdom mm-hmm. in this situation. Yes, sir. Um, because I know some uh, aggressive northerners, you know, yes, sir. I just only imagine my <laughs> mom. Truth be told, she a baby gangster. So oh, yeah, yeah, the well, Lord had really saved her. I just uh, smiled when I thought about somebody coming on my mama's porch <laughs> yeah. when, when we was yeah. kids and some gangsters did do that mm-hmm. back in Chicago. And, uh, they gave respect to Ms. Jones. Yes, but he this, was so scared at the moment yeah, to yeah. where I, I had to stay calm just to keep him calm. Wow. So, wow. I, you know, it was yeah. it, I, my focus was mainly on keeping an eye on them and making sure that he was safe yes, and that he was calm. And look, I want to do it. I want to make a shout out to all the real black attorneys that are here to fight for the cause. And and, uh, you know, we We've dealt with some stuff, and that's another show. You know, sometimes you, you, you don't know who's fighting for you because they're taking bribes on the other side. Right. But if you're going to be for your community, stand for your community. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know. And don't stand for notoriety. That's right. Stand for what's right. Um, we have some comments on here. Um, the lines are open. Somebody told me, Alice, calm down. I was, yeah. <laughs> I ain't calmed up yet. <laughs> yeah, but I feel you. Um, but the lines are open. We just got a few more minutes in the show. 901-457-4677. That's why I don't like watching Roots. And I mean, this is the me first either. first story that, you know, I heard mm-hmm. live in, the, in Living Colors and y'all yep, are right, right here with me. And, and you know, like I said, the big uncle, I feel, you know, somewhat responsible, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's how you should feel when yes, your sir. brother, your sister, your niece and nephew or anybody, yes, you know, right. have been a victim to these things. Um, I, I had a chance to meet the young man that started the Black Lives Matters movement here. And I told okay. him I didn't um, support it because I know things happens within our own community. community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I didn't support it because I my family has been victimized and it wasn't by the hands of another race. Mm-hmm. Come on. Now. You know, so, you know, right. there are concerns right. all over. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it comes down to this, all lives matter. Right. But especially friendship. Um, friendship, Tennessee need to go to friendship. Baptist Church or Friendship <laughs> Presbyterian. They, they have Cap- two of them. <laughs> they got two Friendship Baptists, Friendship oh, Methodist, well, friendship, friendship Pentecostal. They got it all. Friendship. The church was right across the street from our church, house. Right. I'm talking about in reaching. Yeah, you walk across the street. Post and office behind the us and the church in front of us. Well, I don't know what to tell friendship they need, <laughs> but they need to stop doing what they're doing because we's putting it on notice. And I hope that all of our listeners, those that have listened, listen in and those that are listening now um, by way of Facebook Live, that you share this story. And like I said, I did um, inbox some of you all the um, actual news clip, but go back, look up Friendship Tennessee. And April the 18th is when that news um, clip aired, or is that the, the day of the incident? Yeah. It's the day of the incident. That's the day of the incident. the day of the incident. The day of the incident. Well, I commend you all yes, for sir. sharing your story. I did see that um, you did not um, um, expose who you were at that time, and I appreciate you. Uh, this is the first time that you're publicly coming out with the story where people know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, directly. Yes. Directly. Mm-hmm. Yes. We well, did. We, I did do a news mm-hmm. uh, uh, story, but it was um, in a way to where. Right. You know, you know, we couldn't tell who you were yes, or right. what have you. So, like I said, those of you that's listening in, if you want to call in or give a quick shout out to them or, um, or, or, or ask any questions about friendship, you have 
um, a few minutes where you can call in, but we do see the comments and we appreciate every last one of you all um, that's listening to our live um, here today. But please, please share this story. This is a reality. This is a reality. And it seems as though um, the current president, I have lived through several presidents and it seems <laughs> as though everybody got free. Yes. To be able to say and do. He encourages this type of behavior. And that's why I say, is America great again? Is this where you were leading our country to? Is this what you wanted to happen? And we're not saying, like you said before, that it's all white people. But try explaining that to a seven-year-old at the time when he sees all these white people in front of him. That's a trauma. You know, (laughs) so it's hard to. Get that through a child's head when that's all he sees threatening him and his family. Right. So we're like you said, we have to stand for right, not for for a particular color, but for what's right all the way around. If you're white, you need to stand up for what's right, even if it's your own people committing wrong. And I will push all people. Now that you see this story, we right. are human that's right. beings. That's right. And when you see something that is wrong, don't sit back and right. just watch. Right. Just like the people came back and those that may hear this in friendship, we applaud you for um, stepping up and, and, and applauding and, and, and supporting you all and saying, you know, it wasn't right. And this is not how friendship is really is. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you have the mayor, what's his name? Uh, mayor Casey. You uh, Is he still you say he was a mayor he's for still, 30 years yeah, and he's 36 still, years, still the pre- still. He still is the president of friendship, the president of friendship. He's over the water company and the uh, fire chief, the fire chief. Yes, sir. And he said he it'll blow over in two days. We're just going to let it blow over. And this is documented that the mayor did say this when you are going to go to get the news. It's a video. It's a live video. He says it live. It's a live video. It's some kind of way. We probably I can get my producers to add that video to this show. Yes, sir. Uh, We'll get it added to the show. Uh, Um. Like I say, you know, I've had several different type of stories, and that's what we try to bring. This is a platform for conversations like this. That's right. Yeah. You know, I don't um, try to box things into one category. Ain't no telling what we're going to have on this show. Right. Right. And it is to be informative and to enlighten mm-hmm. people of what's going on. And I said that as we was preparing for the second season of the show, that we're going right in the community. And right. this happened right up the street. French- sure. Friendship is, if you say it's like going to um Jackson. to Jackson, I can get to Jackson in about forty five minutes an hour. hour. And 15 so, so this is our next door neighbor, Memphis. This is yeah. our next is. door neighbor, Memphis. That this is happening in. So for all of those that's out there that says that um, black people should get over it, mm-hmm. um, equality is here. This is letting you know you have a thirty five year old African American male that's married to a thirty one mm-hmm. year old wife and they have a handsome young son we will not expose who he is and his image or what have you their part just barely made it out of the millennial group and this is happening you know i've been around here it'll be 48 years in a couple of months or what have you and i have not had that to happen i can say that when i graduated from college the university of memphis that was the first day on my graduation that i was called the n-word Wow. But I was so focused and, uh, and, and, and excited. Now, my deceased brother, he was ready to cut up. I told you, we were raised up north. You know, and we don't take things that kindly. And that stuff like that happens up there as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just right in your face here in right. the south. Right. And I was happy to see how Memphis became very diverse. But it still has a lot, a long ways to go because we are still part of the state of Tennessee. We are. We are still part of the state of Tennessee. So I, I, I just, like I said, my head is off to you all um, mm-hmm. to handle it in the way that you've handled it um, from the job all the way from the people doing a rally in front of your house and you coming alone. And thank God that you're, it seems that your brothers are, are sensible people too because they mm-hmm. could have just popped off or whatever. And I know that I'm displaying 
a little. I'm born in. I'm born. I was born in Wisconsin, so I, I'm from up north too. Oh, okay. So, were you <laughs> so born? I was very angry, but I was left with no choice because I was there alone until my brother arrived. She got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I got the Holy Ghost too. And that's you know, my like, daddy and yeah. my brother, they do not play about their family. Right. But, so I know, brought her was, with me, so I right. get too loose uh, on your show. Well, no, 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 you no. You had to no. bring me back by myself. No, I bring you back, and see, we just added that to our um um to our page, so you all go back and click on that um, and tell some people, you know, about um, what happened, um, especially like I said, this will be um, this is the live version. And for those that would get the edited version, y'all, please share this and let's let's lift up the cultures. Let's pray for the cultures, because I'm sure that that was a traumatic experience that the residue still lingers. And I trust that you're getting therapy um, for the ki- for your son. Or, oh, yeah. 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 And for mm-hmm. yourselves, you know, right. we don't want to spiritualize something that's natural. Right. Exactly. That's something that happened in yes. the natural. Mm-hmm. And you can pray all day long. And when you finish praying, that angry. situation <laughs> is still there until yeah. you bring a resolve mm-hmm. to it. And I just say to all of our community, let's understand that our history is a story, but history tends to repeat itself, especially if we don't do anything about it. So this has been Talk Time with Romalis Jones. I hope that you have gotten something out of this brief conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Carlton and the situation that happened to them in 2018. And my question is, is America great again? This is conversation that you need to have at home to be aware. Stay tuned. Next week, we have coming up a living legend right here in the city of Memphis, Tennessee, Larry Dotson. And we're going to hear. I'm sure he has some stories as well, but he is a living legend. And I want you all to prepare to join us on next week. Once again, thank you all. And my cup is lifted to you. <laughs> and that the blessings of the Lord yes. continue yes, to make it rich. You too. And add no, no more sorrow. Yes, so all of my listening audience, stay prayerful, yes. stay positive, and stay focused. Until next time, God bless you. The proceeding is an Elm production. For more information, go to the OAMnetwork.com.